0: Power of the towel, part of the Nux misconduct network of podcasts. Thank God the Ottawa Senators are coming up shortly for the Vancouver Canucks because they desperately, desperately need them from their last game. We get into all that, the shootout win, and the 5-1 loss against the Montreal Canadiens since the last time we recorded this podcast. Adam Gaudette finally getting the monkey off his back. Tyler DeFoley, didn't score. Big moral victory there. We touch on the Ian Clark situation. And of course, why Nathan, Jim Benning, and his plan, if you want to trade players like Nate Schmidt and Tyler Mott. Should be a good one. Hallet the You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly it's all about towel power. Are you ready? (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Power of the Towel Part. of The next misconduct network of podcasts. I'm your host, Nick. Bondi, make sure to subscribe to the Nuximus Connect Network. Wherever you get podcasts, not only do you get this show, you get Silky and Filthy, Puck Talk and Bullshit. You get sipping on a 40 from the brilliant mind of Kyle Bowen and The Quickie, a daily hockey show from the one and only Trevor Beggs. And as we mentioned in the intro, thank God the Ottawa Senators are coming up on the schedule for the Vancouver Canucks again because they desperately need it after that. 5-1 loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Thoroughly outclassed in that game, but let's start with that Monday game first. Monday versus the Montreal Canadiens. They end up getting the 2-1 shootout winner. One nothing throughout most of the game and Adam Gaudet shades of Cody Godson bar down 2012. Nice to see him finally finally get a goal. He's been Pretty decent all year, I'd say. He's been generating chances, if you look at the numbers. Just pretty bitten and not generating those into goals. So, good to see him get a goal. And a big goal at that. You saw the sellie after. The classic Adam Godette Emphatic celebration. That was great to see. And they end up squeaking out a 2-1, a 2-1 shootout win. But the Montreal Canadiens, if you look at their record this year, very good at managing their losses. Still got a point. Still got a point. And... Thursday night against Montreal. I mean, what what can you say? Thoroughly outclassed Wednesday night. Thatcher Demko brilliant. And he still gave up five goals sure, but he was it could have been a lot worse without Thatcher Demko. Let's be real, let's be honest. You know, we had this discussion about Thatcher Demko with uh, Dan Ricci on Monday's Monday's episode. 3 years, 4 million dollars kind of the Jordan Biddington deal. Seems like the ball park for Demko. Could he get more? I mean, it's very possible he could get more if he plays this well throughout the rest of the season. You look at, I don't have access to the clear Sight analytics or any of these advanced goalie statistics, but he seems to be one of the best goalies in the, in, the, in the league. Goals saved above average if you look at the private statistics. But at the end of the day, Thatcher Demko has played 56 NHL games. He is not going to get a big contract like a Jacob Markstrom six by six or a Jordan Bennington six by six deal, right? That's just not going to happen for a guy like Demko. You shouldn't be committing six years to a goalie anyway, so three years, four mil is probably where he'll end up. But again, he is playing his way into a pretty decent contract with the Vancouver Canucks and one that's been maybe a bit overlooked. For a while now in this market because of Pedersen Hughes, but Thatcher Demko he's gonna have a he's gonna be a big piece. So let's say nine million for both P and Hughes. Demko four million. That's pretty much all all that cap space from this from these bad deals. You're tying up in these bat in these good players. So it's gonna be interesting to see where the Vancouver Canucks go in that contract situation. There will be plenty of time to analyze. Vancouver's cat friendly page in the future. But a big moral victory for the Vancouver Canucks throughout these two games. Yeah, Tyler DeFoley. Tyler DeFoley did not score. It didn't happen. He didn't score. I'm calling out a dub for the Vancouver Canucks. Tyler DeFoley blanked on the score sheet goals wise. That's a, that's a moral victory for the Vancouver Canucks. You want to build on a moral victory going forward. And again, Ottawa's coming up. I know they have that game against Edmonton Saturday night, 7 p.m. Hockey Night in Canada. That's going to be a big game. But Ottawa, Ottawa is the ultimate slump busters in the North Division. You're feeling down? Look forward to those Ottawa games. But it'll be interesting to see those two Ottawa games next week because Ottawa's... They've had that are not the hapless team that the Canucks played earlier in the season. They they're a team that, if you don't take them lightly, they can pounce up on you. And hopefully the Vancouver Canucks take them seriously when they play next week. Again, we're looking forward past the Oilers game. But winning two in regulation against Ottawa. Maybe if you're a team tank, you don't like that, but might be huge for this team's confidence wise. Big news was uh, Ian Clark's contract situation Sounds like he's going to be a free agent At the end of the year Kevin Woodley has gone on numerous podcasts Radio stations Pretty much saying that Ian Clark is par- probably gone He's probably gone from this team Going forward If he's not have a contract now And he's basing this on past information Maybe, maybe not I've had Kevin Woodley on the show Great guy I like, you know, I don't, I don't think he's saying these things without maybe a bit of information that Ian Clark could walk if the Canucks don't sign him. And it's an uncomfortable truth. It really is an uncomfortable truth. This team's trajectory is intrinsically tied into whether fans will be back in the stands soon. A common thread throughout all these decisions made for the past year. Because we're approaching a year of COVID-19. Being a central part of our lives unfortunately. A lot of these situations involve. When will fans be back in the stand? It's unfortunate. If you're a fan. You just want this team to do well. You want them to do everything they can to bring a cup to this city. But. From Travis Green not having a contract extension. To Ian Clark potentially walking backloading deals, not being able to buy out players, so on and so forth. Vancouver Canucks' trajectory of this franchise is pretty much tied up to whether there will be fans in Rogers Arena at the beginning of next season in October, presumably when the NHL will turn to quote-unquote normal. More than anything else with this franchise, it's going to come down to whether this team can sell tickets. And again, it's unfortunate because fans, they don't care about this. They just want this team to win. They want you to do everything they can. And I get they don't have the revenue coming in that they used to, but eventually you're going to have fans in. Eventually you will recoup these losses. So why not do things to set yourself up for a better future for a post-COVID NHL? And I know it's dollar in dollar out at this point. But Frank the Tank, Francesco, if you're listening to this podcast, I know probably you're not making as much money with this team as you're accustomed to. But eventually you will be able to sell tickets and eventually you will be able to have fans in the stands and get all your old sponsorships back. I don't know how that side works, but let's focus on the tickets. Eventually you will have tickets to sell to this team. Don't be short-sighted. Do the things that are best for the long-term future of this franchise. And the money will come. Anyways, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And after the jump, I want to want to talk about a little bit of the Nate Schmidt, Tyler Mott, just trading guys in general theory that's floating out there. All right. Thank you for sticking around the power of the towel podcast, part of the next misconduct network of podcasts. I just want to end this podcast. This is going to be a very quick episode today. I just want to end the podcast on one note. There's been people suggesting, and I think it was Elliot Friedman who on sports at Six Fifty who kind of set this off teams calling the Canucks about Nate Schmidt, Tyler Mott's been a guy who some people have suggested could have some value. In the future. And this is all based off the comment. Of Jim Benning. About a week ago at that press conference. That disastrous press conference. That said in two years we will be a competitive team. Two years. That's the timeline he's giving. Two years. So the thinking goes. Well. If you're not going to be good in two years. Trade the older guys. You know the Nate Schmitz. The Tyler motts Who have value. For future assets. So in two years, you will have players around those guys that maybe, and by guys, I'm talking about obviously Pedersen, Hughes, Brock Besser, all those guys, that maybe fit that age better and could provide better depth on better value. And to that I say, look, Jim Benning has gone on record, he's on record, and I said, two years, this team will be competitive. Who's to say Jim Benning actually (laughs) believes that? Who's to say he actually has a plan for that? Who's to say he didn't just come up with that number on the spot when friend of the show, an inaugural guest, Rob Williams, asked the question, when will this team be competitive? It's a very, very, very important question. Does Jim Benning actually believe that this team is going to be competitive in two years or is that a number that he's just pulling out of his ass? Maybe Jim Benning thinks this team's going to be competitive next year. Maybe Jim Benning thinks This team will be competitive in three to four years. And those are all possible. I can see a situation where the Canucks bounce back next year. I can also see a situation where they're maybe a bit more competitive in three to four years, which is terrible to say just thinking about it. Three more years of kind of all this debate and questions about management and the future and direction of the team. It would be terrible. But I can see either way. So does Jim what does Jim Benning think? Does he actually have a plan for two years? Is that a number that he's thought long and hard about? Because on the basis of past management moves, they don't really have a two year plan. They don't really maybe don't they probably don't really believe one. We have seen throughout the past seven years, and we were approaching seven years of Jim Benning. When Jim Benning was hired for the as a Vancouver Canucks GM. I had just turned 20 years old, and I'm about to turn 27. I was just finishing up my second year at SFU. That's how long Jim Benning has been GM of this hockey team. But in any event, the past seven years have shown that this management team doesn't really have a plan. We've said it before on this show. It's the no plan plan. So who's to say they actually have a plan for the next two years? Who's to say they actually believe that this team can be turned around in two years. And who's to say they're not going to all of a sudden switch it up a year in? So if you want to say trade Nate Schmidt, trade Tyler Mott, you are saying that you believe, Jim Benning, that this team can be turned around in two years, that there is a plan for two years from now to be competitive, a concrete steps to be taken for two years. And frankly, with this management history, I don't believe it. I don't believe for a second that they actually have a concrete two-year plan to get this team competitive. I think it's just a number he pulled out. And that's me being cynical, but that's a God-honest truth, folks. Anyways, that is today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Nuximus Conduct Network podcast. Again, make sure to subscribe to the Nexus Conduct Network wherever you get podcasts, four shows, one swipe, one tap, Power of the Towel Twice a week. We've been doing it for just over a month now. Twice a week during hockey season. You also get, of course, Silky and Filthy. The Quickie. Sipping on a 40. Four high-quality shows. For one subscription to a network. I can't think of anywhere else that provides that great value. Once again, this is Power of the Towel. Part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Thank you very much for listening.